The following is a recorded program of a live show. Please do not call in, but feel free to send messages on our WhatsApp line at 876-283-9533. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. May the peace and blessings of God be unto you. Hello dear listeners, welcome to Message of Islam, an educational program which seeks to address your questions, concerns and all that you need to know about the true Islam. I am your host Imam Ibrahim Fawson and the Ahmadiyya Muslim community is one of the over 70 denominations in Islam which believes in the advent of the promised Messiah that is the reformer of the age in the person of his holiness Mirza Ghulam Ahmed may peace be unto him spread across over 200 countries the Ahmadiyya Muslim community is a peace-loving religious community which rejects any form of violence against God's creation our motto is love for all and hatred for none. Today on Message of Islam, we are continuing with the story of creation. And this is going to be the part two. Of course, looking at the biblical and also the Quranic account. Last week, we delved deep into how God the Almighty is said to have created the whole universe so to say and um, Imam Tariq Azim who is a regular panel on the show took us through and delved deep into some of the narrations that the Bible gives with respect to the creation of the heaven and earth on this day on that day what is said to have happened and he actually explained that the expressions used for instance with reference to the day does not necessarily mean this our 24-hour day. And of course, we treated a vast range of other important questions which come anytime the story of creation is discussed. If you missed that episode, kindly visit our official Facebook page, facebook.com slash amjjamaica, and that is going to be available. Today, of course, we are continuing it, as I said, and we shall take a look at the Garden of Eden, also Adam and Eve, as to whether they were the first creation. We also look at the Forbidden Tree, what the Holy Quran says about it. So without taking much time, Imam Tariq Azim is the president and missionary in charge of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community here in Jamaica who has joined us to discuss this very important topic about the story of creation and as I said this is going to be the part two. Imam Tariq Aslam alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome to message of Islam. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. May peace and blessings of Allah be upon you and all the listeners. Imam Tariq as I stated last week, none of us was there, and it is obvious. Nobody was there when God was creating the universe and everything within it. However, whatever we are told from this incident should make you know sense. It is for this reason that we have been answering these questions over and over. 
And of course, most of the people that, you know, would ask this question clearly say that they have asked various religious leaders about the same subject. However, they have not met, um, you know, any uh, meaningful response to those questions. And as usual, whenever we explain to them the Quranic account of it, they seem to love it. So today we are taking the first look at uh, our first question is going to look at the Garden of Eden. Was it in heaven or it's on earth? What does the Holy Quran say about it? The Garden of Eden with respect to the story of creation where Adam and Eve are said to have been placed. Yes, uh, the, regarding the Garden of Eden, uh, first to understand there is a lot of similarities uh, mention, uh, you know, that we see in the Holy Quran as well as in the Bible. Um, there are a lot of similar metaphors that have been used, a lot of similar wording has been used, but then there are some differences as well that you notice when you compare the two scriptures uh, in regards to any story which is mentioned in both places. So the, the creation of the universe as well as uh, the first people uh, whether it was Adam or whether it was somebody else, uh, it has been mentioned in both scriptures as well. And same thing, you see some similarities but some differences as well. Let me first quickly take the Bible. Um, in Bible or uh, people who follow the Bible, the Christians and the Jews, among them we see different people and different denominations holding you know, varying views in regards to uh, Garden of Eden. Very few, but some do believe that Garden of Eden was some place in the paradise and the heavens. And from there, uh, they lived there until they committed the sin and they were ejected. But uh, most commonly or very commonly, it is believed uh, in, uh, among Christians and the Jews that it was on this very earth. The place was on this earth, Garden of Eden. And uh, the reason for that is that in the Bible, in the book of Genesis, um, it says in chapter 2, verse 8, that God planted a garden eastward in Eden. So because of this, it is assumed, it is understood that um, God Almighty is saying that it was in the eastern hemisphere or eastern part of the world uh, where, um, you know, um, basically this location uh, was of Garden of Eden. And then another reference is, uh, you know, in the same place, in the same chapter of Genesis, it is mentioned, four rivers are mentioned. Uh, that are, you know, that are close or in uh, this place, Garden of Eden. And those names are Pishon, Gihon, uh, Hidekil, and Euphrates. So they're, again, uh, very commonly referred to in, you know, very in, 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 uh, among the people, the very popular names, those who are accustomed to the text of the Bible. Uh, historians say that this, these names that have been mentioned here, they refer to uh, somewhere, you know, in, the, in, the, in an area formerly known as Mesopotamia. But precisely, they pinpoint that if you are to look at it from present day, they say that uh, most likely it is uh, somewhere uh, in what we know today uh, as Iraq. Somewhere in present day Iraq was that Garden of Eden where Prophet Adam and Eve lived. So, as I explained from the Bible, similarly it has been mentioned in the Holy Quran as well. In the Holy Quran, in several different places, uh, you know, Allah the Almighty, God Almighty, talks about uh, Prophet Adam, where he lived, and uh, you know what what was uh, some of the things that happened at that time. Um, and one of the verses 
uh, that I'm quoting here, God Almighty says that, And we said, O Adam, dwell thou, live thou and thy wife in the garden. The Arabic word for garden is Jannah. And it is the same word that is also used for heaven or paradise in the Holy Quran. The same, the, you know, the place where uh, the righteous people have been promised that they will go after they pass away from this world. So the word Jannah is used for both things, garden and ordinary garden that we have in our, you know, in our houses sometimes or any place. And also the garden that is, that will be in the hereafter and it is as reward for the people who will be, um, you know, who are righteous in this life. So you can, or in other words, you can say that the life in paradise, the one that is supposed to be in afterlife, has been compared to a lush green, a fruitful and a beautiful garden with, you know, plenty of rivers and streams flowing through it. So in among Muslims, some people have mixed the two words, or, you know, garden and paradise, because of the same wording that is Jannah, same word that is used for both of them. Um, you know, the Holy Quran has also said that the blessings of the hereafter, blessings of the paradise, are such that no person has ever seen, no person has ever truly heard of them. You know, so to explain to us, God Almighty has called it a Jannah, has called it a, like a garden, uh, just so that we can comprehend it, just so that we can understand it. But otherwise, uh, the, the paradise is completely different from what a garden is. And where, uh, where Prophet Adam was, according to Islamic belief, according to our belief, he was on this very earth. He lived in this very earth where we are today. And where he was, that place is referred to as a garden because it, it was, you know, it provided fruits, it provided water, it provided all the basic necessities of life. And it was filled with the blessings of God Almighty for this reason. It has been referred to as garden or Jannah. But as I mentioned, some Muslims mistakenly believe that Adam and Eve actually lived in, uh, in the paradise, and, you know, in the heavens, and they had an eternal life until they disobeyed God and they were ejected from that place, kicked out of that place, and they were sent to live on this earth. But this is, uh, according to our understanding, not the correct idea, um, not the correct uh, understanding of the words of God Almighty. God Almighty in the Holy Quran has given other clues and hints which make it very clear and distinct that, that uh, the you know, paradise or heaven is a completely different place and where Adam and Eve were living that was on this very earth where we are today. Um, just to give you a couple of examples from the Holy Quran, um, in chapter 2 verse 31 of the Holy Quran, God Almighty says, And when thy Lord said to the angels, I am about to place a vicegerent in the earth. So here, this is as I mentioned, Holy Quran, chapter 2, verse 31. In this verse, God Almighty is talking about Adam, Prophet Adam. And what is he telling the angels, as it is quoted here? I am about to place a vicegerent in the earth. So very clearly, the word earth or fil ardi, as it is in Arabic, has been mentioned in this verse of the Holy Quran. So making it very, very clear that it was not somewhere in the heavens or some other place. It was in this very earth where Prophet Adam and Eve were living. And, uh, and you know, so there is again another proof as well where, uh, which uh, we can look at. This is from chapter 15 of the Holy Quran, verse 49. Uh, it, it, and it is uh, as follows. God Almighty says, 
fatigue shall not touch them there in the paradise, nor shall they ever be ejected therefrom. Okay, which means that if, if they lived in heaven, bathed on this verse, they would never have been ejected. Absolutely. So it must be, uh, you know, some other place they were living, meaning on this earth, and wherever they were living, I mean, as humans, we, you know, sometimes you live in one house and you love that house, but due to circumstances, you have to move or migrate from that place. But heaven is such a place, paradise is such a place that once a believer, once a righteous person enters it, God Almighty has given this promise that, you know, no trouble, no pain, nothing will come to you once you are there and you will never be ejected from that peace that you are living in, that tranquility that you are enjoying, uh, you will never be ejected from there. So, uh, going back to the you know, question or to summarize it, uh, so according to our beliefs and understanding uh, of the Holy Quran, Adam and Eve lived on this very earth in a very peaceful uh, place which was uh, filled with blessings for them uh, until they ran into some problems and they you know, had to move from there. And then, of course, we will get into that later into our discussion. Okay, so Imam Tariq Azim, thank you for the you know beautiful explanation. Of course, you have indicated from what you said that in the Holy Quran, Adam and Eve lived on this very earth, and it is not as if they lived somehow you know in a space or in in kind of a spiritual environment with the physical body. One critical question that usually people ask, and whenever they ask us we explain to them and they love our explanation which the Quran gives. Usually people would want to know if Adam was the first person God created and gave him the wife Eve. Eve bore Adam two sons, Cain and Abel. Cain is said to have killed Abel. Now they were three. The first question is how did they even multiply? Now, again, God is reported to have told Cain to go to a different area. Where he went, he found some people over there, he got even a wife for himself, and he married. So it is kind of a confusing narration that we read from the Bible. Could you tell listeners the answers that we give to them when this question comes up as to who Adam was? Yes, according to Islam, uh, Prophet Adam was not the first human. Um, yes, um, you know, among Christians it is very commonly believed that Prophet Adam was the first human. And it is possible that even among Muslims some might hold this belief because of certain, you know, uh, because there's many people that hold uh, this understanding or, you know, have taken it from, borrowed it from, the biblical point of view, but the Holy Quran makes it very clear uh, through various verses that uh, Prophet Adam was not the first human. The word Adam or Arabic word Adam has been used in the Holy Quran repeatedly and uh, you know this word refers to man or mankind and it, was, it is also referred for the first prophet that was sent to this earth uh, as we know Prophet Adam or our first prophet, Prophet Adam. And uh, from there, this confusion has been, you know, born among some people that they think that Prophet Adam was the first human as well. 
But as I mentioned already, that is not true. You see, what is the purpose of a prophet? Prophets are sent for the guidance of mankind, to lead them uh, towards a righteous life, to tell them about God Almighty. If there are no people, then whom are the prophets sent to? There wouldn't be a prophet if there are no people. So if you're looking at Prophet Adam, if he's the first human, there are no other humans, what is the point of sending a prophet? If there is only one man, one woman, then what is the point of sending a prophet? This is you know, a very clear uh, way to understand, a simple way to understand. If there are no people, then there can be no prophets because prophets are sent for guidance of mankind. That is number one. Number two, um, the first humans, the first humans that, uh, that existed uh, on this earth, the earliest humans, uh, they were not, a, we know from our sciences as well now, that they were not able to understand or communicate with each other so, you know, as well as we are able to do it to do, today or even, uh, you know, uh, some thousand years ago. The earliest humans did not have the same capabilities of understanding or of speaking or of other things that we have today because they, their minds, particularly their minds, had not matured yet enough to understand the intricacies and the teachings of a religion. So, I mean, again, this is, a, this is a, you know, we understand this uh, from this point of view as well, that, um, you know, the teachings that Prophet Moses, peace be upon him, gave to his people, they were more than what Prophet Noah, had taught to the people centuries before that. Because people at the time of Prophet Noah were not able to comprehend because of their spiritual development, uh, at that point, were not capable to understand what was later revealed to Prophet Moses, peace be upon him. What was revealed to Prophet Moses at that time, people could comprehend those things, those spiritual, uh, you know, uh, spiritual teachings that Prophet Moses brought were more than that of Prophet Noah. Similarly, Prophet Jesus, peace be upon him, he shared some teachings as well. But then what did he say to his people? It is recorded in the Gospel of John, chapter 16, verses 12 to 14. He said that, I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. How be it when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. So here again, Prophet Jesus, peace be upon him, in these verses says, uh, because the people at that time are not yet spiritually uh, ready or mentally ready to accept more teachings than what is given to them. So even if God Almighty has told or taught those to Prophet Jesus, he is not, um, you know, he is not obligated to share those because they are beyond their understanding, their spiritual understanding at that point. Because the human, the mankind, has, is going still going through an evolution. So who is he referring to here, Prophet Jesus? Prophet Jesus, peace be upon him, is referring to the founder of Islam, Holy Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. The same prophet that is mentioned in the Old Testament as well, in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 18, verses 18 to 20, where it talks about you know, a prophet uh, to be raised from among thy brethren, uh, and also that he will not speak of his own accord, just like Jesus, peace be upon him, said here. So because of this, uh, we, from here basically we understand that you know, certain teachings are re uh, revealed at a time when people are ready for them. 
So in the time of Prophet Adam, uh, or I should say the first humans, when they, you know, the, the, they were uh, basically humans were just starting out, the first humans, their mental and spiritual development was not at this level yet that a prophet could be raised among them. They evolved from that point, they continued to evolve until they were ready to receive the teachings and that was when the first prophet was sent whose name was Adam or whom we refer to as Prophet Adam. So this is um, the basic understanding in our community uh, you know, from the Holy Quran. Uh, just to shed some more light on this from Islamic perspective, I will just share um, a very famous narration by a very well-known saint um, in Islam. His name was Sheikh Muhayyuddin ibn Arabi and uh, he narrated one of his spiritual visions. And I'm quoting it from a book and uh, it is written that he says in his book in the chapter of, on traditions concerning the world that once I was circuiting the Kaaba that is in Mecca, the place where Muslims go for pilgrimage. Once I was circuiting the Kaaba, I found some others circuiting it. Their features seemed to suggest that they were some spiritual party. So I asked the first among them who are you? And he said, we are of your ancient ancestors. So I said, how long ago was your time and age? And he said, merely 40,000 40, years. Merely 40,000 years. And I said, but this period is much more than what separates us from Adam. Then he said, of which Adam are you speaking? The one nearest to you? or other. And I recollected the narration of a tradition of the Prophet of Allah, Prophet Muhammad peace be upon him, that before Allah created the Adam that we know, he created a hundred thousand Adams. So this is where the quotation ends. So without going into the details of this vision, one can conclude that Prophet Adam that we refer to in the Holy Quran was not the first human, rather there had been um, many, many generations of humans before him. So this is the Islamic perspective on was Adam the first human or not? Prophet Adam was the first human or not? Thank you very much. The Holy Quran, when it talks about this Adam, of course from what you have said, it indicates that there are many, many, many Adams that God has created over time and the current one the current adam who is the progenitor of our current dispensation is the one which uh, the bible talks about who had cain and abel and not the first ever adam that god created but one thing is clear unlike the holy quran the bible has always been in conflict with science because scientists would tell us that the world has existed for millions of years and the holy quran uses a word which describes this adam our current adam and the word is khalifa a successor so basically he was going to replace some people who had also lived and if he was the first person the word khalifa would never have been used and clearly, the time from this Adam to our time is barely about 6,000 years ago. So it is quite interesting 
to know that without the Holy Quran, this important secret would have been kept hidden from us. From what you said, there have been many Adams that God uses them to establish new dispensation. That doesn't mean that they are the first ever people God created. So basically, the Adam is almost like a title. Just like when you go to Egypt, their kings used to be called pharaohs. If you come to Jamaica, the head of the state is called the prime minister. So if you are quoting an incident in 2020 when COVID started, and you mention the name of the prime minister as the female prime minister, you might be getting it completely wrong. And this is what appears to have been the, the dilemma in the, in the Bible. Imam Tariq Azim, another important thing that comes up also in the same story of the creation is that it appears there was no you know, effort on God's side to create the woman. Or there was no intention, should I put it, there was no intention even to create the woman. Because the Bible tells us that it was after a question Adam asked, which resulted in God creating a woman. So my question is, was Eve in the creation plan or she was an afterthought? Um, in the Bible, in the book of Genesis chapter 2, which we have been referring to um, quite often in today, um, in verses 20 and 20, up to 23, it is mentioned, and I quote from there, that, but for Adam there was not found and help meet for him. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. So here, uh, as you mentioned, um, Bible clearly mentions that woman came after man and, he, and she came from man. Otherwise, she was not uh, in the picture. So, and the, on the other hand, the Holy Quran, when, uh, you know, talks about uh, the creation of mankind, again, there are several verses in different places in the Holy Quran, but uh, one thing we see that, um, you know, Holy Quran does not mention two different methods uh, for the creation of man and woman. And I will quote here from the Holy Quran. It says in chapter 7, verse 190, God Almighty says, He, God it is, who has created you from a single soul and made therefrom its mate. This is chapter 7, verse 190. And then again, in chapter 4, verse 2, uh, God Almighty has stated, O ye people, fear your Lord, who created you from a single soul, and created therefrom its mate. And from them twain spread many men and women. So in these two verses that uh, I have mentioned, uh, have uh, you know, read out before you from the Holy Quran, God Almighty does not specify a gender of the first, first life form. God Almighty does not say that it was Adam or it was male or it was female. 
God Almighty uses the word soul, nafsim wahidatin, which happens to be actually, according to Arabic, um, you know, uh, words, Arabic uh, language, it happens to be a, 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 you know, a feminine word, basically, feminine pronouns go with the term soul. So, again, but God Almighty does not specify a gender and says that from there, God Almighty started the life uh, of humans and from there, from that single soul, from that single life, God Almighty went on to create, what does God say? It created its mate and or in another place, God Almighty says that its mate was created and then from there came men and women. So, God Almighty controlled the evolution uh, of that single soul or single, you know, that organism and from there God Almighty created humans. It does not talk about Adam being created and then from his rib, uh, you know, a woman being created. Uh, in Islam, you know, either both of them were created together or at least as we, understand, uh, as we understand it, it happened in a process of evolution that eventually they reached the point that, you know, men and women were created. So, this concept of creation of uh, women from you know the rib of man, uh, it is a biblical concept, and as in the, from the Bible, it does appear as if that uh, you know man was the only person to be created. But then God Almighty later on decided that you know so that because he seems bored, because he doesn't know what to do with his with his time, with his life, let me give him a partner, and he put him to sleep and created a woman. So this is again uh, the Holy Quran does not support this idea. Holy Quran, as I, says, uh, as I said, not just today, even in our last week's episode when we were talking about the creation of the universe, God Almighty passed everything through a phase, you know, a, a period of evolution where things gradually became what they have become today. So this is true for mankind as well. It wasn't that just God Almighty placed a, you know, a human-looking form exactly right here and from there he put him to sleep and pulled a rib out. Among Muslims, this idea sometimes is prevalent, again, uh, partially because of the Bible that women was created from the rib because these stories are sometimes uh, quoted in, uh, in, 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 you know, among Muslims as well, which have been actually borrowed from the Bible. And uh, some people actually refer to one hadith, one saying of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, where he talks about uh, women having been created from uh, rib of man. If we believe this hadith to be true, it is in uh, it is one of the uh, you know in the authentic books. But at the same time, if we consider it to be true, uh, we cannot take it literally because that would go against the teachings of the Holy Quran. But when you read the entire hadith, nowhere in that hadith uh, Adam's wife Eve has been mentioned, right? Number one and number two, um, it has to be taken metaphorically the way the hadith goes. And talks about uh, it talks about the nature of man and talks about the nature of women, not about um, you know how physically or biologically uh, each of them was created. It was it has been used metaphorically, and it is very possible that where in the Bible it has been said, it has been done metaphorically as well. But because of the translations and because of the understanding of generally uh, among Christians, they have taken it literally which again goes against science, which goes against scriptures, which goes against logic and everything uh, that, that we are taught um, by religion itself as, and what we have learned through science, as I already said. So again, uh, as Muslims, we do not believe that Eve was created from the rib of Adam. Holy Quran very clearly says 
uh, as I quoted, that uh, Lord or God Almighty created us from a single soul and from there, there from its mate, and then that went on to create many men and women, as the Holy Quran says. Thank you very much, Imam Tariq Azim. And if you just joined us, you are listening to the message of Islam brought to you by the Ahmadiyya Muslim community here in Jamaica. And today we are continuing our episode that we started last week about the story of creation, looking at the biblical and also the Quranic perspective. And today we are answering questions regarding Adam, the Garden of Eden, was Eve in the creation plan or Eve was created after Adam had asked certain questions or had perceived almost everything in peace. Imam Tariq Azim is answering the questions that, you know, listeners have for us. Imam Tariq Azim, you see, some people fail to understand the evolution process when you talk about it, they said, why did God not create everything at once? Basically, God is powerful. So to them, God should have created or he could have created everything at once. That human beings did not have to go through the mental you know, graduation. Just like when we go to school, we start from kindergarten and then we you know, go to university and you know, do whatever we want to do. If we just look at in recent times, less than 40 years ago, some of the features and the facilities we have today were nowhere to be found. Nobody could even think of a wireless device that could make a call. This is not long ago. We're not talking about 1,000 years ago. We're talking about just 40, 50, 30 years ago. Television was something that was basically reserved to just few people. And Talking about even television, to just the black and white. Look at today, you have the phone, you have the mobile phones and your television. Everything basically is on it. And this is less than 50 years ago. The human mind has evolved so much so that we can speak to each other thousands of kilometers apart. So if a person sees this and still, you know, disbelieves or finds it difficult to understand why the evolution, you know, theory could be something that, you know, will be backed by truth. Then, of course, I believe we need to look beyond because everything indicates that the human mind is still growing and progressing. Imam Tariq, there's another question, of course, you have answered it in the previous one um, about as to whether Adam and Eve were the first creation. You answered it, but if somebody has just joined us, it is the most popular question people ask when they look at the story of creation. So, um, seven as going over what you said, were they the first ever creation? Um, according to Islam, as I already highlighted, that uh, Adam and Eve, Prophet Adam and his wife, were not the first humans. Uh, rather, as I explained, that prophets are sent to a group of people, to a community, so that they can guide them. If there is nobody to guide, then uh, there wouldn't be need of a prophet. It would just be a person living on his own, living a righteous life, if so. But prophet's job is to guide people and to bring them to God Almighty. So if he's the only person existing or there's one other person, then the need of prophet kind of uh, you know, becomes uh, futile. So 
according to the Holy Quran, according to Islam, Prophet Adam was not uh, the first human. But as we know that you know, among Christians, majority of the people do believe that Adam and Eve were the first people. And uh, you know, they just basically, in a way, appeared. And then they lived here. And, uh, you know, and from them, uh, all the people that exist in the universe came from those first two people, Adam and Eve. Um, but the reality, even if the Christians are to look at the Bible or the Jews are to look at the Bible, uh, the book clearly states that they are not the first people, right? We look at uh, Genesis, the book of Genesis and uh, chapter number four. It talks about the story of uh, the two children of Prophet Adam and Eve. That uh, those are Cain and Abel and Cain, basically. So both Abel and Cain. As we learned that they made, uh, you know, offerings. They made sacrifices. Uh, God Almighty accepted the sacrifice of Abel, but rejected uh, the sacrifice of Cain. And Cain got upset and angry, and he killed his brother Abel. After this, uh, you know, of course, God uh, found out, and it is written in the Bible that you know God comes and and asks that where you know where is Abel. But again, I mean, skipping forward, God Almighty. Uh, basically says that now you will be you know a fugitive you will have to run away and eventually Cain runs away from that place he goes to a different place east of Eden and this place he goes to it's called Nod and he finds a woman there and he you know that woman becomes his wife later on so I mean the, the where does he go to what people does he go that woman that he finds that you know that he eventually marries she is not the daughter of Adam, right? She's living in a distant land in some random place. Basically, has Eva uh, uh, Cain, and uh, you know he, he has never met her even before, probably. With her people, exactly. Because she was living exactly. with some people. There was, she was probably in her tribe and uh, in her own people that she was living with. So Cain went, goes to find this woman. This just goes to show that Prophet Adam was not the first human. There were people living at the very same time when Prophet Adam was living in this earth living in this world, there were people, there were communities in other places as well. And God Almighty had sent Prophet Adam to, to guide the people in his area, in his region, to guide them towards God Almighty, to give them the teachings of God Almighty. So from the, uh, from the scriptures, may it be the Holy Quran or the Bible, both books very clearly indicate that Prophet Adam was not the first human. Um, it is possible that, uh, you know, uh, as I mentioned when I was answering this question before, that in Islam, the word Adam that is used for the first human and the title that is given to the first prophet, sometimes because of this, this confusion arises. Otherwise, the first humans, I wouldn't even say first human, first humans were a different people that had very limited uh, capabilities of speaking, understanding and performing tasks. And when Prophet Adam came, Humans had evolved into a certain point where they were living in communities and they had a sense of, uh, you know, uh, much more things than, than the first humans that inhabited the earth. Imam Tariq Azim, you see, some people generally ask, and of course um, they've asked me, they've asked you also, about why the Holy Quran, if the Bible is supposed to be the book of God, why do we need another book of God? And I believe this, you know, topic we are dealing with answers that question. So to say that without the Holy Quran, this confusion would have been lingering on. And of course, I stated that 
in most cases and in many cases the bible has been in conflict with science the case of galileo is something that you know comes to mind anytime you talk about this so it is very important that people should also look to the holy quran because it has a lot more than what we have in the bible i am a muslim Imam Tariq Azim is a Muslim, and we have copies of the Bible. We have read the Bible inside out. And it is only when you read the Bible and you read the Holy Quran that you know exactly what God Almighty, you know, has in store for us. So, of course, if anybody needs any, you know, uh, book from us, particularly the Holy Quran, you can contact the Ahmadiyya Muslim community and uh, we would arrange. Today, the Holy Quran is online and you can have it also you know in pdf in many formats just take your time read you know from the holy quran and i believe your life would never be the same looking at our time Imam Talik, i have another question for you that is the tree and we look at it from the biblical you know record it gives the lady a very negative you know uh example basically and i have heard instances where people have made a whole you know vast of derogatory comments about women with respect to this incident which is contained in the bible what tree are we talking about did they eat any specific tree or fruit which god forbid them from eating and is there any particular fruit that once a person eats, you become naked? Um, yes, it's a very interesting question. And uh, the Holy Quran, as well as the Bible, speak about a tree uh, that Adam and Eve were told not to approach. They were, you know, it was, you, you, we can refer to it as the forbidden tree or forbidden fruit. They were told not to approach a particular tree. Uh, but first, we take a look at it from the Bible in the book in the book of uh, Genesis, chapter two, verses sixteen and seventeen. It is said, "And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat from it you will surely die." And then in the Holy Quran, it is mentioned in chapter 2, verse 36, that, And we said, O Adam, dwell thou and thy wife in the garden, and eat therefrom plentifully, wherever you will, but approach not this tree, lest you be of the wrongdoers. So here, when we compare both these verses, the Holy Quran does not say that it was the tree of knowledge, uh, or anything like that. Rather, it just says that, you know, eat from all these trees, do whatever, uh, but do not approach this particular tree. Because if, if it is the tree of knowledge, there is no way that God Almighty would be forbidding someone to approach it. God Almighty wants us to excel in knowledge, wants us to advance, wants us to uh, reflect, think about things. So God Almighty does not want would never want us to stay away if there is a particular tree that can enhance our knowledge. God Almighty would not say, say that stay away from it. Another problem that I see with this is that God Almighty, according to the Bible, says that if you eat from this tree, you will die. 
this is this is a complete lie, right? They did eat from that tree. What happened? They did not die. They did not die. So either it means that um, God Almighty had scared them or wanted to scare them by saying that your eternal life will end or you will die because so that they stay away from it. But that's so unlike God, right? God Almighty does not lie. God Almighty is very straightforward and truthful in whatever he has to say. So again, uh, these are a couple of differences, but both the scriptures do mention the tree as we, as we can see in the reference from the Bible as well as a reference from the Holy Quran that there was a particular tree in the garden they were, uh, which they were not allowed to approach. The Arabic word for tree is shajara, the one that has been shajara, that has been used in this particular place of the Holy Quran as well. And uh, this word shajara can be translated to tree, but it has other meanings as well. One of the meanings in its, uh, you know, one of the, uh, when we look at the root word uh, of shajara, the root word of this gives another meaning that is to quarrel to, or to dispute. And uh, this meaning has been used in the Holy Quran in other places. Uh, for example, if someone is to look at chapter 4, verse 66, it talks about that if there is a dispute, how do you go about resolving it and what not. So this word can also mean dispute or some kind of uh, you know, conflict or quarreling. So according to our understanding, uh, Allah the Almighty had told Prophet Adam and his wife Eve not to approach a certain boundary, certain area, not to trespass a particular place. Stay in your area, stay in your jurisdiction, in your state, and you would be safe and at peace. But if you trespass, the people on the other side would again be upset or it would lead to some kind of conflict and quarreling. And that's exactly what happened, right? Eventually, they did cross that boundary. That tree is not a literal tree, but rather a symbol to mark a boundary or to mark this point that if you cross this, it will lead into conflict. So again, once they cross that boundary, uh, that is what led them to, you know, into conflict. And uh, you know, it upset because God Almighty had given that very clear command not to go past that point. So when they did, it upset God Almighty. It angered God Almighty. And now because a conflict had uh, risen in that area, God Almighty told them to migrate from that land and go away and because of the enmity that had been created between them and the people of the area they had you know uh, trespassed so in chapter uh, 2 of the holy quran verse 37 uh, it is mentioned god almighty says to prophet adam and his wife go forth some of you are enemies of others and for you there is an abode in earth and a provision for a time so here God Almighty says that because of your actions, there, uh, people, you know, there's, there's going to be some enmities and some problems now. So now you have to go away, migrate from here and uh, live wherever you can find a peaceful place. You will enjoy or meaning you will enjoy the life or you will have the luxuries of life wherever you're living to an extent for some time. But, uh, you know, that enmities will be there as well and you would be have to, you'd have to be cautious. And that is why God Almighty told them to migrate from where they were. So again, um, and this is again very similar uh, to the story of Prophet Moses, peace be upon him. 
Prophet Moses, uh, as is mentioned in uh, the second chapter of the book of Exodus, he accidentally killed a man. It is also mentioned in the Holy Quran in chapter 28, right? And uh, what happened because of that? Uh, Prophet, uh, Prophet Moses had to migrate from the place that he was living in because even though he did not intend to kill the man, to kill the person that he killed, but because he had committed that mistake, what, what instruction did he receive from God Almighty? To migrate from that place now. So he went away out of Egypt. So again, similarly we see that uh, Prophet Adam and his wife Eve had also been restricted to approach a certain area. It was not a literal tree, but rather it was meant to refer to a boundary uh, that they were not supposed to trespass. And uh, it was a symbol or a metaphor. And this is how we understand it in Islam. But as far as I see it, I mean, even in the Bible, uh, it is a symbol. It is not a, it is a metaphor. It is not to be taken literally. Because, you know, it says that uh, this tree, the tree of knowledge it has been referred to, um, there is no literal tree that can give you knowledge. So it is talking about some kind of symbolism here, metaphors here. So even in the Bible, as I understand it, uh, we have been taught that, uh, you know, Adam and Eve, both of them lived on this very earth, and the tree that they were forbidden was not some kind of a tree with a fruit, but rather it was to mark a boundary. It may have been a tree that they were not allowed to cross, or it may be, as I referred, uh, as I mentioned, the Arabic word shajara, which can, lead, which can mean quarreling or conflict or dispute. So God Almighty had said that do not approach this point because it will lead to quarreling, it will lead to uh, problems or conflict. So for this reason, eventually when they did reach that point, that kind of jeopardized the peace and the tranquility they were living in because they had upset the people uh, or the, you know, people of the other state that they were not allowed to cross into. And for that reason, they had to be ejected or they had to migrate themselves from that place and went, uh, went to a different place. But it is unfortunate uh, that many among Muslims and Christians take, these, take this uh, literal, take this tree to be literal in the sense that there was a tree which they were not allowed to eat from or the fruit they were not allowed to eat because of certain qualities it possessed. Thank you very much, Imam Tariq Azim, and it is always good hearing from you explaining the Islamic, you know, anger of some of the things that, of course, we have in the Bible, which listeners and seekers of truth always have issue with. If you joined us today, we are talking about the story of creation, the biblical and also the Quranic account. And this is message of Islam brought to you by the Ahmadiyya Muslim community. Imam Tariq Azim has taken us through answering questions as to whether the Garden of Eden was here on earth or it was something that was hanging somehow in the space as people would want us to believe. He has also explained to us who Adam was as to whether Adam was the first person God created. And he explained that the current Adam, whose account is recorded in the Bible, is not the first person God created. There were some people that Adam was commanded to be a prophet over. And the, you know he gave several instances from the Holy Quran 
which proved that, yes, Adam was not the first person God created. Also, he told us that in the plan of God, God had intended to create both man and woman. It is not as if, just as the Bible records, that God created only man, and after a second thought, or after Adam's inquiry, God then created the woman. And then also, he spoke about the, the tree, which Adam and Eve were supposed to have eaten. He has explained beautifully, he's explained beautifully that it is not a physical tree, but then the word which is used, which is interpreted as tree, has another interpretation or some other many interpretations. There's, there's a lot a lot that we have learned today, and if you missed any of them, you can visit us on our official Facebook page, that is facebook.com slash amjjamaica. And this and other episodes of Message of Islam are going to be readily available for you to enjoy. Here is all that time would allow us on today's episode of Message of Islam. Please help me to say a very big thank you to Imam Tariq Azim and also to you, our listeners. Without you, this program wouldn't be as beautiful as it is. If you wish to join us or ask any question, which of course we have not answered in this program, you can do so. Send us the question that is to WhatsApp. The number is 876-283-9533. Until we come your way next week, God willing, with another interesting episode from the Ahmadiyya Muslim community here in Jamaica and the Message of Islam team, love for all and hatred for none. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. is his messenger five core beliefs of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community the number one core belief of Ahmadiyya Muslims is the same as any other Muslim around the world and that is the five pillars of Islam namely proclaiming the unity of God offering five daily prayers offering financial sacrifice in the form of zakat fasting in the month of Ramadan and offering pilgrimage to Mecca, which is Hajj. This is the absolute basic and foundation for any Muslim around the world. The second core belief for Ahmadi Muslims is our belief in the Holy Prophet Muhammad. May peace and blessings of Allah be upon him as Khatamun Nabiyyin. We believe him to be the seed of the prophets and the last law-bearing prophet that God Almighty has sent for mankind. We believe him to be the perfect and complete creation. The third core belief for Ahmadi Muslims is our belief in the Holy Quran as a perfect guide for mankind. We believe it to be exactly letter to letter the same word as was revealed to the Holy Prophet Muhammad may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him 1400 years ago. A fourth core belief of Ahmadi Muslims 
is our belief in the Messiah and Mahdi. Now the majority of Muslims around the world, they also believe in this concept of the Messiah and Mahdi. But this is where us Ahmadi Muslims have the upper hand. We believe that the Messiah and Mahdi that was prophesied by the Holy Prophet Muhammad, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, that very Messiah and Mahdi has come. We believe him to be Hazrat Mirza Ghulam, may peace be upon him. In the Ahadith, the Holy Prophet, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, has given the Messiah and Mahdi the status of a prophet. And we believe that the promised Messiah, Hazrat Ghulam Ahmad, has come for the revival of Islam and to re-establish a strong connection between creation and the Creator. A fifth core belief for Ahmadi Muslims is our belief in Khilafat, in successorship. So just as after the demise of the Holy Prophet Muhammad, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, there was Khilafat, there was successorship, in exactly the same way after the demise of the promised Messiah, may peace be upon him, God Almighty once again gifted Islam with Khilafat, with successorship. The Ahmadiyya Khilafat was established after the demise of the promised Messiah and has been established for well over a hundred years. We are now in the era of the fifth Caliph, who is Hazrat Mirza Masroor Ahmad. The mission of the Ahmadiyya Khulafa, of the Ahmadiyya Caliphs, is to continue to preach and spread the truthful and peaceful teachings of Islam around the world. These are the five core beliefs of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community. Allah.